0: Welcome to the Motoring Podcast, a Mercedes Sitan Tourer Special Edition. Hello, I'm Alan.
1: Hello, I'm Andrew. Yes, the Mercedes Sitan 112 Tourer Long DCT, to use its full title. You
0: see, originally I thought it was going to be a song by James, but but you've just ruined it now. <laughs>
1: yes, enough now, enough.
0: <laughs> it's all right, people. You were spared the first one. Yeah, you were. <laughs>
1: Right, for anyone who is not aware of what a Sitan is, which you might not be, because there's not loads in this spec on the road.
0: No, although we've kind of but worked it, out why that is,
1: haven't we? Yes, we have. through <laughs> Trial and error. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my error, your trial. <laughs> but this is a five-seat vehicle, and is one of those uh, cars derived from a van style. A van with windows. Yeah, this shares uh, a lot with the Renault Kangoo. And I didn't realize before I had it, but this is actually slightly smaller in length than a 2018 Ford Focus, but Mm -hmm. it is a touch wider. And quite a lot taller. And yes, it is taller, yes. Like I said, I was surprised at, but then that makes a lot of some of the stuff I'll talk about sense further down. But thanks to the help of my colleague, the price (laughs) has been adjusted from what I first wrote in because I didn't spot a few... Things that were missing like that, uh, but the price on the road uh, is eighteen thousand six hundred ninety for the one I had. Now we add a colour tax of three hundred ninety plus the extras, which came in at three thousand nine hundred forty five, which means that comes in at twenty two thousand five hundred ninety five. Now we also, again, thanks to Alan's previous experience with these spec sheets, need to add six hundred pound for delivery. And then VAT.
0: On everything!
1: Yes, which means this comes in at £27,834. Or even
0: £27,834 and no pence. It's been a long day for
1: Andrew. Yes, it has. (laughs) Sorry about that. Now, this is a mighty engine of 1,192 cc's. It's petrol, and it produces 114 horsepower. With 190 torques, actually.
0: Yeah. So it's almost like a, it's it's almost more dieselly, and it's certainly in the
1: horsepower-y torque characteristics yeah. there. Yeah. The official combined MPG is 46.3. I managed 38.4 though, but as mitigating circumstances and to be transparent, I was on a lot of narrow country lanes, and I wasn't travelling at a reasonable cruise, and it had five of us. And with all our luggage. So actually, I was quite impressed yeah, that I wasn't that far off 40 miles to the gallon. Mm. I think if I'd been doing around my house more normal, I would have been a lot closer. Yes. Yes, I'd say so. I'd say so. It's particularly impressive given it has the aerodynamics of a brick. Yes. Slippery through the air, it is not. <laughs> no, it's like a box fish. <laughs> Carrying on with the lovely stats that we like to do at the start, though, uh, it's 143 grams per kilometer. Uh, so that means the first year VED is 205 and then it's uh 140 after that.
0: Yeah, because it's a commercial vehicle, isn't
1: it? Not when it's got the seats. Oh, not those, when it's got the seats. Okay, fair enough. Even though it is sold by the commercial mm-hmm. wing. This was an automatic as well to add to the mighty 1.2 petrol engine. So again, I'm impressed with the. Miles per gallon. We
0: shouldn't make fun of, of, of that kind of thing about engine capacity these days. Because
1: remember, remember
0: the five thousand and eight, Andrew. Remember. Well, the I know, I know.
1: But the, so this is part of my point. Is I was, I was very impressed with the engine. More so that it was one point two because it didn't that. feel under underpowered. Mm. This had also in amongst the options was the optional extra at sixteen inch. Light alloy wheels. But they allow plenty of sidewall. However, as my colleague has pointed out to me before we started press recording, maybe the Steelies would have been better. But yeah. that's a th- personal choice at mm-hmm. that point.
0: Anyway, sorry, we've gone wobbling on, and, and we've probably covered quite a lot of the exterior stuff, haven't we? Yeah, uh,
1: as you said before, it's uh, the aerodynamics of a brick, <laughs> because it, there's no escape in what it's based on. You know, it is a, a van with glass in the side. Mm-hmm. However, I've got to say there's a bit of a charm to that because it's not pretending to be something it isn't. Is it rustic? No, it's not rustic. <laughs> it's just not pretentious in any way. Right. So it's definitely not artisan then. No, it is not artisan. There's no delusions of sportiness or, you know, of pretend off-roading or any of this sort of stuff that perhaps other vehicles might give the owner when it's not necessarily right. You know, this was this is very much a sort of Ron Seal-type vehicle. It's mm. it's quite... whilst it's tallish and widish, it's actually still quite a small vehicle. And yet you can take five people in their own seats... And their stuff with ease. Plus, you because it is higher, you are sat raised up, so you get the advantage of a raised uh, seating position if that's something that you like and want. Is, is it fi- five people plus a washing machine? Type oh, easily, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This one came in bornite red metallic, I, whatever. It was sort of a burgundy, a shiny burgundy, I think.
0: <laughs> Mm, but nice.
1: it looked it looked at, it actually looked really good on it. It's a nice color, really is a nice color. I think it helped lifted it away a little bit from the this is a van with
0: glass. Mm-hmm. There's there's some really nice colors available on in uh, available on this, mm. though, aren't there? Because I went I went you know I scrolled through the spec sheet as as one does and been through the website and and there's some nice there are some nice nice colors available. Yeah, yeah, no, it's the uh, and
1: this is just and you it. know as. 390 is not a, an outrageous color tax compared to some 390 plus VAT, yeah. yeah. It's still not bad
0: at all. In fact, the one that got me was the 160 quid for the tinted rear windows. When you think that's a lot of glass to tint, you couldn't do that aftermarket for no. that price. No, no,
1: no, not at all. Front doors open in a what we would expect conventional <laughs> manner as in swing out. And weren't an option. No, these were not an option. But then it gets a bit tricksy and clever because the rear ones are sliding. The rear passenger doors are sliding. And that obviously mm. makes the fact that it's 2.1 metres wide negligible because you can, people can get in easily without, you know e- even in car parking spaces. So if you can't find, say you have kids and you don't happen to be able to find a uh, parent and child space, you can still use the normal space and it's okay mm-hmm. without fear of dings on by you, your family on other cars, <laughs> maybe the other way around still. <laughs> but the back doors, they open 90 degrees or because they're from a van, you can flick the little catch and they can swing all the way around. That, that's an option as well, isn't it? Because it's a tailgate that's standard. But these, this I was believe. a... a, a twin I open rear wrong. door that was it was like two third one third type door
0: oh okay yeah sorry I was uh, there was uh, I this is what happens when you, a little knowledge is a dangerous thing this is what happens when you skim red stuff I, I, I thought that the the actual the standard one is the up and then the two side the the swinging around to the side doors are optional as well at three thousand four hundred and something pounds we've got quite a lot
1: of space for optional stuff in yes <laughs> but because they do that then it means it's so easy to load the rear of that, even the 90 degrees, but it, it just makes – because it's a flat floor as well, and it's at quite a, a lowish height, so it's easy for stuff to be put in the back of that. Um, really mm-hmm. helpful. It's almost as if
0: it was designed as a van.
1: It, you would think. Guys, this is so clever. <laughs> Moving to the inside, though. Now now I've opened the doors. Yes. <laughs> Pandora's box.
0: we woven together like a, a, a as a story. That's what it's all like. So sorry, podcast is your storytellers. So this is the closest we're going to get. <laughs> oh, uh, yes, but, uh, they're a no-cost option. Okay. There we are. Twin rear doors are a no-cost option. Ours is a tailgate. So apologies, I was slightly wrong there.
1: I would go for the twin doors, even though that the, so the bar all. in the middle is slightly unusual initially, but you, you quickly get used to mm. You quickly mm-hmm. get used to that, and the the proportion of glass on the the larger of the two doors is so large that you don't really notice. And the and the yeah. and the wing mirrors are massive and good as well. So yes, van spec mm, exactly. Right. So uh, inside, because of the added height and the large amount of glass, which actually was a bit of an old school feeling, it was a bit of a throwback to the eighties before cars where. There was so much glass and very little metal. It sort of had that vibe about it because the way that the shoulder line was on the, where people were sitting, the glass was quite low on that shoulder line. Um, so, it made, so it helped make the interior feel really airy mm-hmm. and, and light, uh, even though it didn't have a sunroof or anything like that. It didn't need it because the interior was quite light interior color on this as well. But there was absolutely tons of room, as you could imagine inside mm-hmm. both up front and for the rear passengers
0: just just quickly in case some people are, are listening and going ah oh, but he's on about how there's so much light and everything did the sitan not do really badly in euro end cap because it did to begin with uh, it was reassessed again by the way it was sorted out um so it actually is a four star currently a four star euro end cap so in case anybody's thinking Oh, hang on a minute! He's saying all of that, but that's because it just folds up in a crash. That's that's not true anymore. That it got reassessed um, and, and respected slightly. So, uh,
1: so just just be aware of that in case you that's echoing in your and mind. And what that proves is that other manufacturers don't need to go down the smaller and smaller side windows route for safety yeah, yeah, reasons. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Inside, it had cloth seats. There was no, no. Uh, we didn't actually go have leather options, thankfully. I, I don't actually know if there are leather options on the seats. I don't think it would be a spec I would go for, even if there was, if it was no. my choice. Because this was the, the cloth was pleasant enough, but it was a modern material which clearly could be easily wiped. So mm-hmm. if you happen to have pets or small people with you, that, where there is a danger of mess, you can uh, you will be able to keep those seats in good condition, and I think they will last as with the rest of the material. When I talk about the rest of the materials in the cabin, mm-hmm. the, the only leather that's mentioned on here
0: is the optional leather steering wheel. Mm. Yeah, that's the only time it's not mentioned in the sorry, I've got the price list open in front of me, so uh, hence the <laughs>
1: hence the scrolling up and down going, No, you can't, no, you can't. But the seats were comfy enough up front. There's no real side support, but this isn't a sports car. You are not hurtling round corners. It doesn't matter.
0: And and any bolstering like that would just get rubbed away and, and just completely trashed when they're being used in town as well. well I was going to
1: say that, uh, yeah, forget, forgetting the original use of those seats or the, the prime focus of when they were designed, it would just get in the way of people getting in and out, hmm. particularly in the back, particularly if it was little people. You don't you don't want that so much. You don't need it. Um so it it just didn't matter. It hmm. didn't matter. I, I will describe the dash as minimal. <laughs> there was not many switches, not many dials, not many buttons. Uh continuing There's not much of anything. Continuing the Ron Seal <laughs> theme. <laughs> It just had enough of what you needed. So it had aircon, optional extra. It had, you know, like.
0: Yeah. Let's like mention that one, shall we?
1: Oh, there's a better
0: one. £905 there. optional extra for your aircon. Yeah, that was quite dear. Unless it, was, it wasn't it was the. It was just air conditioning, yeah. It, was yeah. The it wasn't the semi automatic. No, no, no. Just air. Because con. if you go. It was just aircon because if you go for the semi-automatic, it's eleven £1, hundred and ninety-five pounds plus VAT. No, that, Even the standard one's nine hundred and five
1: pounds plus VAT for the aircon. That is necessary. Yes, but harsh. Yes, in the price. we'll, we'll, we'll get to I another cracking one in a minute, this. though. Uh, we will. But one thing I I found. That sort of caught my mind or my eye a lot was how much dash there was between the window and me, <laughs> even though there wasn't much on it there was a, there was a big chunk of mm. from where the base of the window to the edge of the dash near the steering wheel was an awful lot of it, even though there wasn't it's not a very steep rake or it's not a it's not a shallow rake on the windscreen it's quite steep, so you mm-hmm. are you are well kept away from the, the short, stubby front of the, of the car if it were involved in an accident. Mm-hmm. I presume that's all part of that. Oh, pass. Mm. Well, you've known everything up to now, Alan. Well, I, I know, know that. I'm sorry.
0: There's, there's <laughs> only so much I can manage from here. I'm, I've peaked.
1: <laughs> when it comes to the materials, though, uh, again, the origins of this vehicle clearly come through. However, as we've said in the past, particularly uh, about the Mercedes when we had the, the veto. I felt these materials would still be in that sort of state in five or ten years' time, even after, say, you had a family or, say, you had mucky dogs or Mm -hmm. you needed to cart around lots of stuff most of the time but then needed seats. You know, it will put up with... I think those materials will put up with an awful lot of abuse for a long time.
0: Well, if I could mention the key word, um, I know that... You know, family company had a, a had a still has uh, Kangoo's. Mm-hmm. and um, you know it's a it's whole plant high company. They they get covered in everything all the time, bashed about, tools thumped on them, and they're pretty much indestructible. And I would imagine that this is just the same. I'll, I'll you know Mercedes may well have tweaked the materials, I'm sure a bit, mm-hmm. and tweaked patterning and these kind of things, but fundamentally
1: they should last forever. Um, steering wheel, as, as Alan mentioned, was a leather one, uh, optional extra, and you could adjust the height. That that was it, um, but combined with the seat and the general seating position, which is, i.e., you're raised up slightly, it was difficult not to get a comfy position where you had great visibility. It would, it, I couldn't work out, you know, it was it was just simple. I just it was a couple of movements on the seat move the steering wheel where I like it, up and down, and bang, it was there, and that's it, and it was it was fine.
0: Can I just be, in fairness and our outrage at aircon prices, I noticed that it is part of the driver's package, which is £1,270, which which is far, far better value because mm. it includes that um, uh, reverse beepers, central armrest, and electrically folding exterior exterior mirrors. so Which are incredibly
1: didn't... useful because so, it is quite wide. Yeah.
0: So by the way just whilst we're ridiculing option prices be aware there are some packages which take which take common stuff and package them together into something which is which is far more which is significantly cheaper than
1: specking them individually. Yeah, absolutely look look for the packages and select the ones that you are going to need the most because that will mm. save you cash in the long run if you go down the route of the sitam yeah, totally. Uh, in the back, there are three full seats, three proper seats, not two and a half, not two and nearly a third, three actual seats with individual seat belts, um, thanks to the two point one meter width, and it, that they are seats big enough for for three adults to sit on as mm-hmm. well.
0: Are they removable?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, sorry, I'm thinking. I'm thinking are back. Yes, they must be because the boot space can be up to three thousand liters. <laughs> That's, massive.
0: That's ridiculous numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they must be foldable at least, if not removable. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. to get they that kind of volume, fold, even though it's a big square thing. But I
1: think I think you can actually lift them out as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's some clever storage touches, but these are optional extras again and I can't remember which package they're in now Now that you've mentioned packages, so you need to look that up. Um, for example, there are overhead lockers, one for each seat in the rear, uh, which was great because, and they're sort of like aircraft style, but you, you cannot fit a suitcase with wheels on the bottom in them just to warn everybody before they try, because I believe that's a bugbear of many air passengers. But <laughs> I'm kind of
0: ignoring them and hoping it will move on, everyone.
1: Uh, but you can actually get a useful amount of Stuff and junk in there, and it doesn't wrap mm. around much and it, you know the, the doors shut properly on them and things like that but there's also uh in the floor in front of each of the seats there's three small bin is going to make it sound worse than it is, but there's sort of, they are hollowed out storage areas with a flat sort mm-hmm. of just door on top of it um which you could chuck and if you happen to be going out, you could chuck like a a, a small tablet in close over the mm-hmm. top so then yeah. you no one's looking in and thinking oh where's all the where's all the electronic devices they've got there's there's children just got out of there that must be full of electronic devices mm-hmm. so that they were both both those things were very useful uh the rear had heavily as mercedes call it heavily tinted rear glass uh which yes. is again which is
0: by the way that overhead stowage is yes an option but it's not included in a pack oh, it's not in a the package then all oh, right i thought no. that was okay a so hundred and five plus fat for that and the which sounds
1: like it sounds worth it. the floor is fifty five i think plus fat which would is I, haven't less. Found that so yet. I if I had to have one of the two I'd have the the upper ones the upper ones Yeah, because they're they're bigger and more useful All right so okay. as i've said before, the boot's big um even in this smallish footprint, so it's six hundred and eighty five liters with the seats up hmm and it goes to three thousand liters. So, practicality—it can definitely do that. Uh, it took the five of us plus all our gear for a week away, and it didn't even go above the the the, the bottom of the windows,
0: which, by the way, is quite
1: something. Yeah, uh, it it passed the inflatable watermelon test with mm-hmm. a plomb, not a problem there at all. So, <laughs> the new. Industry standard test for boots. The inflatable water. Yes, watermelon. it's an inflatable test. <laughs> that
0: that floor thing, by the way, you have to have the flooring trim rear passenger compartment, and you have the to have the carpet in the boot area. Yeah, which is another fifty-five. So that's just a hundred and fifty-five, plus the floor bucket things, which are another fifty-five, which is two hundred and ten plus VAT on all of that, before you can get those three little buckets. So I'd go for the overhead.
1: Yeah, quite. Yeah, absolutely. So driving. Well, well, you know, <clears throat> there I was thinking I was Nigel Mansell. No, not at all. <laughs> it, it was... Okay, we've talked about it before, that it was a 1.2-litre petrol engine mated to a, an auto gearbox. So it wasn't a race car. However, at no point was I driving along thinking ooh, this is underpowered, or I wish I had a bit more oomph. Nothing like that at all. Even when it was fully loaded, even when we were on motorways and dual carriageways going up hills and stuff like that, it just sailed along. Not a problem. Uh, but I think partly because the, the body itself is quite light.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Did, did, it, did it take a while to get up to speed, but
0: once it was there, it just kept on going? Uh, without it, issues. it was
1: generally fine. It, it would have a problem if I needed to pull away from a junction quickly. Uh-huh. There were there there it felt a little bit oh come on please or if I'm going down a slip road at a certain speed and then everybody else is going much faster in the on mm. the road So then whilst you're moving to then nail it there was oh okay now we get going yeah so you needed okay. to if you're going to say do overtaking on a roads things some like that serious anticipation. you just need was to anticipate needed. you know you need to put yeah. some thought into it it's it's not. It's not crazy silly, but it's not instant top speed either no. no no so i mean it was it was perky enough, it really was plus you don't you're not driving this at warp it's a seven derived, van. yeah you know the you're idea meant is, to be scuffing the wing mirrors no you know you you want you've got this because you want people to be comfortable and things like that, so hurtling along at warp speed does not make happy passengers I've discovered mm-hmm. in the past. Uh, <laughs> But having said that, if you do if you do try and accelerate quickly, all of a sudden it can get a bit noisy. But you know, you, you would expect that, I think. I mean, come on, it's got wing mirrors like the size of my feet. I mean, well, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, there's massive. there's wind noise as well, and the fact that, as you said before, aerodynamics are not perhaps its strongest suit. So no, you know but, you're going to get that sort of wind noise and stuff. But sometimes the engine noise was a little bit intrusive, but. Once you're up to the speed you wanted to be at, you just cruised and then it eased off. You know, it's Mm -hmm. simple as that. We're we're not talking a limo. No. (laughs) You have to go in with the right appreciation of what you're driving. So Having said that, the ride was pretty good. Actually, it was pretty comfy. Um, I think this was one of the areas that Mercedes have said that they've got hold of themselves and Mercedes and made it a bit more... Nicer, less vanny, a bit
0: more Mercedes.
1: Yeah, so uh, it was comfy. It wasn't masses of body roll, um, and you, it was just pleasant to be in to drive along. You know, there was no complaints. Mm. It you hit bumps, but it wasn't. It didn't unsettle the vehicle.
0: It was. It was oh a bump rather Yeah, it was Oh, let's hang on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. (laughs) <laughs> so, 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 sorry there for people who who complain when when stuff gets very loud loud very quickly. Apologies. <laughs>
1: um, the steering is was light uh, and it was easy, and that helped if you needed to turn it around in tight spaces and stuff. That perhaps maybe I did once or twice. It just <laughs> which in something uh, bigger and heavier could have been a bit more tricky, but it was it just easy to use. Mm-hmm. Um. But the main thing that really struck me is the visibility. Yeah. That I could see everywhere. You know, there was, the, even though they had decent sized A pillars, the way they were positioned meant that I could still see around them. I wasn't, it wasn't one of those where you got to a junction and you had to lean across the dash to be able to see cars coming towards you <laughs> or anything like that. And with, combined yeah, with the, one. um, the way the rear door was set up, so that the the split between the two doors was slightly to one side, you could see out the back fine, and the big wing mirrors meant you could you could just see everything, all you needed to see easily, and that makes using it so much easier. And plus, mm-hmm. with all that glass, it I- helped everybody. Just you know, everybody was like, we're we're all relaxed in here. We're not feeling a bit iffy or anything like that. Even with the uh, tinted windows.
0: Mm-hmm. No, well, it, it's it's. It's being able to understand where the the extremities of a vehicle are really do make it so much easier to drive into position, and then you don't you find that you you're less reliant on some of the electronic widgety
1: things because you just don't need them. Well, the fact it didn't have front parking sensors didn't actually cause any issues because I knew that the bonnet was very close.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's what headlamps are for. Well, yes, there's that not in the middle of the day. I mean when turning a... them on, not crunching. Yes, I, I, I yes, as... I know what you meant. Uh, yeah, I know you did. <laughs> <I> was... <laughs> but it's not very helpful when you're going up towards one bollard that's in the middle of <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I had
0: similar the other day. Yeah. And it was like how close.
1: But essentially this this it was just really easy to drive and to use. Um to the point where Mrs. Crack Windscreen as we're driving along I'm going, This this is easy. I could drive this I could drive this because she she doesn't like a a big vehicle. She's not a fan of big vehicles. So for her to say that, considering how much of our stuff it could take, it just goes to show that the the small footprint and the clever use of the space inside. It, It is this niche of cars is actually quite an interesting one, I think. Yes technology now brace yourselves everyone
0: you see i'm amazed i'm amazed there's actually
1: anything in here to be honest well I, i've sort of had to crowbar it in but yeah i can now unveil the world's most hilarious sat nav screen that was actually smaller in height than the length of my thumb and i don't have big thumbs no he is not i, <laughs> I am know. not a freak <laughs>
0: Much as it's fun to make fun of him, um, I I can't say he's not a freak, but no, he does does
1: not have bizarrely sized thumbs. It was incorporated into the radio to the point where you didn't think there was a sat-nav initially because you just went, oh, that's just going to say that it's on 98.1 FM in very large figures. But no, it was
0: was a colour sat-nav screen. It's a so it's a single din. So to give people an idea of this, the radio space, the in car entertainment space, and this is a single din unit. So a, one single normal stereo, and into that there is a what is it four by three? Yeah, definitely not sixteen by nine. No, no, no. Screen in there plus two knobs, one either side, third one controlling it, <laughs> and, and and a few buttons. But but it's a single DIN unit that, that it's squeezed into.
1: That, to give you an idea of the scale
0: that Andrew's talking about
1: here. The person who collected it, mm-hmm. I had to show him where the sat nav was. Oh, okay. Because he thought there wasn't one. Just to give everybody an idea of how un, well, how not this generation technology.
0: No, the, the only reason I would have known it had a sat nav was because one of the buttons is labelled map. Yeah.
1: So that is only. £490 plus fat. Did did it have fleet-based things in it, though? Could it do fleet support? No. Do you know? No, I don't think so. You couldn't see the screen if you put sunglasses on. And it was uh. right down away from... Because of the position of the radio, it was right down. So thankfully, the Mercedes lady talks very well. And the rest of the sat-nav is very good, as we found on the mm. veto that it, it will... They have good directions. They take you on decent roads.
0: So you don't really need to look at it I didn't need to
1: look at it. I just pressed volume up. Thank you. You keep talking. (laughs) Hmm. I'd probably save my cash on the sat-nav and just put my phone in the holder and use Waze. Yeah. But I I would imagine. But the way that Mercedes are upgrading all their interiors anyway as things come up for refresh and new models... I would imagine that is an area that we'll get have the magic screen fairy sprinkle. Yes, yes, I would imagine so. There was a whopping one USB connector. Well, You can only use one at a time, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but one's, sometimes they have them as chargers though, as well. But uh, mm-hmm. no, and then there was you. But you could use Bluetooth to connect to the radio. And when it worked, that was fine. Although. Quite often, I had to switch everything off and on again because it just freaked out. No. <laughs> Sometimes annoying. Most of the time, it's just now oh, just off and on again. That'll be fine. And that's the tech. <laughs> that's still more than I managed on a recent.
0: Well, no, because I I declared that there was nothing that you wouldn't expect. Uh, but that's still, more than I managed in a recent review. So come on then. Overall, how did you find it? I have a, I have a feeling that that I, I I know what the conclusion is going to be, and I think most people will have sussed it by
1: now. Well, let's put it, let's but, put it this way. How did, how did you find the vehicle? The vehicle, excellent. The 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 concept of the, I had this um surmise that a van as a car actually makes a lot of sense for people with families. It makes more sense than perhaps most SUVs. Or MPVs or things like that. This can tick so many boxes in one thing that mm-hmm. it. I wanted to. I wanted to try one out to just see. Was I? Is my thinking sound or not? And yes, the concept is excellent. Three proper seats. All that luggage could fit in so easily without needing to get it above the the rear parcel shelf. Uh, the luggage cover. The fact that that could that whole thing could be used for even more carrying of things—it's so versatile in that side of things. No, it's not a sports car. No, it's not um, super sexy looking. However, if you are trying to make it do a lot of work, it doesn't need to be. Yeah. Mrs. Crack Windscreen said that this was perfect for our needs. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I am happy that the 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 idea was borne out. My problem with this, though, is that price. Yeah. There's there's newer competition and it's cheaper.
0: Yeah, you could have a Hyundai i30 N for that much. Yes, there is that as well.
1: Maybe less practical, somewhat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but pop, pop, bang, bang, whiz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, end of the thing.
0: But yeah, the the thing is that the the, the price is the price is a shame, actually. Yeah. Uh, I know I've warbled on about it all the way through. But I, I do feel it's a shame because, uh, like you, I, I find there's an awful lot of appeal in um, in car-based vans. Mm. I mean, I spent a few weeks at one point, at one point, um, for various logistical reasons, dodging around a place in a bilingo van, and I absolutely loved
1: it. Well, t- talking of that, PSA have just come out with a raft of three new types, and yes. they have clearly put a lot of effort into the design of those as well to try and make them more attractive Mm -hmm. and maybe a a little bit of a step away from the van-derived looks, even though it is from that sort of base. So I think manufacturers are spotting that this is a niche that actually meets needs rather than them creating a niche that will market to make it sound like it meets needs.
0: Yeah. And I think that this will probably be revised in the next year to 18 months because because if PSA are doing stuff, then I don't think that Renault will be hugely far behind. No. And, and that, of course, will have, as long as the agreement continues, and I don't know why it wouldn't. Um, I think that will, will mean a new Sitan relatively soon afterwards because I imagine there'll be a, bit, a lot more joint-up development yeah. of this. yeah
1: and again they've you know the the star rating will be suitably decent yeah and hopefully they look at the price side of things again mm-hmm. uh, i think if they can see that other manufacturers are doing reasonably well off them then they may go we want a slice of that right we need to cut our prices a little bit yeah we'll see what happens see what happens with that that was the one shame of it was the price mm-hmm. everything else i really liked i thought was uh, spot on for what it was being asked to do. So, general outcome
0: there. Car derived vans, good. Yes. Anything else to add? Any last No, that's it. No. No more reflections? No. Brilliant. Well, don't forget, folks, that between now and next time you can give us any feedback, share your thoughts with the show at Motoring Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, or on Facebook, and on the contact page of motoringpodcast.com, the hub of all our activities. Please don't forget to leave a review and ratings on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or whichever podcast uh, player you use. It really does make a difference, and it really does matter. Andrew what's the best way to get in touch with you
1: if people want to ask a little bit more about
0: it, um, a little bit more about about how you felt about very specific things? Yeah,
1: no, happy to chat to anybody at any time. Uh, if you try via Twitter and search for Crack Windscreen, I'll be there. And Alan, if um, people want to talk to you about, I don't know, VAT and prices, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Oh,
0: well, um, yeah, uh, uh, bang some rocks together if those are your topics. <laughs> On any other topics... Uh, Twitter is normally the best way to get in touch with me where I'm at AJPBradley B-R-A-D-L-E-Y We'll be back before very long, but until then I've been Alan Bradley, I've been Andrew Clues and safe motoring